Hello, everyone. Welcome back for another episode of the I Rather Be in Paris podcast. Before we proceed, I just wanted to let you know that the upcoming episode was recorded just before the tragic fire at Notre Dame Cathedral. I know a lot of you are interested in, in assisting in some way, shape, or form, and I've taken the liberty of uh, posting a list of some verified charities that are supporting the restoration project. Uh, what I would ask you to do is visit uh, iratherbeinparis.com and click on the blog link, and there you'll see a post entitled Notre Dame de Paris, How to Support Our Lady. That will include some uh, charities that have been verified and are supporting the restoration project as new charities um, join in supporting the restoration project. I will be updating the links accordingly. If you come across any any organization purporting to support Notre Dame, please send it my way and I'll do my best to verify it for you as well. Thank you very much. And now on to our next episode. April, welcome back ever so quickly. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me again. <laughs> sure. Um, you have so much information to offer, I couldn't resist. Um, April has been kind enough to offer uh, us a list of some of her favorites. Um, as we went back and forth, um, the list grew and grew. It uh, did. So we I did. I feel so excited, you know? Well, it, it's it's France, so there's a lot to offer. So um, it's kind of April's A to Z favorites, yes, quite literally, because we alphabetized everything. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a little gimmicky, a little kitschy, but um, why don't we why don't we start at the beginning uh, with the letter A? <laughs> sure. Yeah. So A for attraction. Mm -hmm. I mean, for me, the, my favorite attraction in Paris is the Eiffel Tower. No matter how many times I see the Iron Lady, like I'll never, ever get tired of seeing her. You know, she's the, the symbol. She's the heart, the soul of Paris. I've seen her thousands of times. And um, it's just, I'll, I'll never stop awing over her beauty. It's an amazing structure because honestly, like you look at it from afar or close up and, you know, you get an idea of the rivets, you see the metal and the rivets. Okay. And, but then when you look at it from certain angles, you realize the gracious curves Yeah, and oh. there's an elegance to it that, the that way you really I to describe uh, the Eiffel Tower is that she, she looks like she is made of iron and lace. That's an excellent analogy. Yes. Why, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So She turned 130 last week. Did you see yeah, that? She's that, not looking so bad for 130 years old. Hey. She looks great. I, <laughs> I, I hope I'm so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> um, so what do we have next up for the letter B? B. So B is baguette. The baguette, the bread, is the integral part of the French meal. We had some baguettes together, didn't we? Several, yes. We did the uh, gourmet tour, yeah. Yeah. Um, those particular baguettes at the, the boulangerie we stopped at on Rue Montorgoy, those are the longest baguettes I've ever seen. But my favorite baguette <laughs> is from um, Boulangerie Saint-Louis. So mm -hmm. it's located in the heart of 
uh, Ile St. Louis, and I don't know what it is about them, but they're just perfectly crunchy on the outside and cloud-like on the inside. And every time I'm on the island, I say, I'm going to buy one and I'm going to bring it home for dinner. It never makes it home. I put it under my arm and I and I pick away at it until there's nothing left. <laughs> happens every time. Well, with that kind of recommendation, I'm sure I'm going to have to have a link to this, uh, to, to their address so folks yeah. can visit when uh, they're next in Paris. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So you have a baguette. I'm looking at the list here. Yes. Obviously... For the letter C, I'm presuming there'll be a nice coffee spot. <laughs> there is a coffee spot. I must say, I must admit, I am, um, excuse me, an old-fashioned gal. 60% of Parisians like to go into a classic uh, cafe or brasserie and have a quick shot of espresso at the countertop or at the zinc, as they call it, uh, mm -hmm. back in the day. And, and for me, that's the, the best way to go. I love just going in. I'm always on the go, especially with running my business. If I'm not touring, I'm organizing and I'm planning and responding to emails. So, um, so for me, you know, just going into a cafe and having a quick espresso at the at the bar top. I mean, there's some really really great coffee shops that have opened over the past few years. You know, they say kind of the hipsters are tra transforming the coffee scene here in Paris. But I'd rather have my quick shot of espresso than wait 20 minutes for a flat white, personally. <laughs> I think that's the Italian in you coming out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also less expensive if you do it at the bar, correct? Exactly. Yeah, depending where you go, um, you know, it's, it's only a euro at many places. If you go stand at the bar, the second you sit down, of course, it doubles in price because now they're offering you a service. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I'm not in a hurry, I do like to sit on a terrace and have a coffee and watch the world go by. But um, normally I'm fluttering about running from one tour to another. Or, so Nice. So <laughs> what um, what's next on the list? What do you recommend for D? D, um, dancing. Um, so I would say one of the funnest nights out where you can go dancing in the summertime anyway is along the Seine. If you um, head east on the Seine over by just past the two islands heading towards the botanical gardens, the Jardin des Plantes, mm -hmm. uh, there's open air salsa dancing. Really? And it's great. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I have no sense of coordination, so I'm not very good. You got to watch out that I don't fall in the water, but you know, it's, it's a fun, fun evening, evening out. <laughs> well, that would be lost on me because I can't swim. So, <laughs> but I, that's interesting. I think I saw some of that last year. Um, yeah. Folks were posting, um, but that's, there seems to be a lot of, um, there's always, seemingly a lot of music and activity outdoors, oh, I notice. Definitely. Well, you know, um, spaces can be quite tiny in, in Paris. You know, in the last, um, <clears throat> excuse me, in the last episode, we talked about some adjustments to the expat life. For me, one of the things that you have to adjust to are the small living quarters. You mm -hmm. know? When people hear the size of my studio, Americans especially say, gosh, my 
ensuite bathroom is bigger than that, you know? And so when the sun's out and it's warm and it's not raining, people definitely make the most of the great outdoors. This this uh, open air salsa dancing evenings is a perfect example and, and picnicking in the parks. So. so so it begs the question. So what's the size of your, your studio? <laughs> My studio is 14 square meters. Okay, so, so that's about 200 thereabouts about 200 square feet give or take that's really? that's okay yeah that's about <laughs> that's a tw about twice the size of my daughter's bedroom which i consider very small <laughs> that's definitely yeah i mean so here um in dc i live in an, my apartment is roughly 820 square feet which by dc standards some people would consider small Okay. But Parisian standards, I'm sure this would fetch a lot of <laughs> a pretty penny. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I looked. Uh, I, I I looked at an apartment when I was first doing my Parisian apartment search, and it was only eight square meters, so almost wow. half the size of the space yeah. that now. Yeah, mm -hmm. but you know, I have everything I need. It's perfect. It's just me. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, that's the thing. I think it, it forces people to be, uh, to not have a lot of clutter. I mean, That's for sure. I have a, a rule. Every time I buy something, I have to get rid of something or give it to charity. <laughs> so. That That's not a bad way to live. That's no, not a no. bad way to live. No. Not at all. <laughs> so uh, let's continue on the list. So what's next uh, for the letter E? So E, Eclair. So oh. the, the Eclair, yeah, definitely one of my favorite pastries. I had one yesterday. They're so delicious. And my favorite Eclair comes from Eclair de Genie. Um, I just I just love the kind of innovative flavors that they use over at the Petisserie. And in fact, Eclair de Genie was the inspiration for my food blog that I wrote for my first six months living in Paris. Now I don't have enough time to go out and eat and write and edit photos, but I still, <coughs> oh my, excuse me. I still enjoy going out and eating, but um, yeah, the eclairs from Eclair de Genie, definitely try them out. You won't be disappointed. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> now, one. not from there, oh, not from there. We, um, need to, uh, we need to change that. <laughs> yes, um, I did see them because they also have outlets in other parts of the city, as I recall. They, um, they do. They Actually, there is one on Rue Montorgueil where, mm -hmm. um, where we did the gourmet tour. Yes. We were here last year, so um, we must not have had time to stop in. Unfortunately, no, but we had, we had quite a bit in our, in, our, uh, in our bags for the apero, so. <laughs> <laughs> we sure did. We, we had quite a bit that day. It was, it was, it was phenomenal. Um, so what's... What do we have for the letter F? I see. Mm -hmm. We have for facade. So, oh, there is such a beautiful little facade. It's at Au Vieux Paris d'Arcole, which is a little cafe located on um, Ile de la Cité. So it's not very far from Notre Dame. It's on a quiet little street that most tourists actually overlook. And um, in the summertime, there's beautiful purple wisteria that hangs uh, 
along the facade and it's just absolutely breathtaking it's so beautiful and if you get a nice spot on the terrace they do really great cafe creme and they serve really cold champagne too <laughs> nice i i've seen that that's one of the first when i kind of started on this whole um paris obsession i guess you want to call it um that that's one of the first um cafes that i came across and that that view of the facade is iconic um, oh, you see it sure it is. I think it's one of the most photographed cafes in in the capital. And it's in one of the oldest buildings, I think. Yeah. In the country. Yeah. Have you um, actually visited the cafe itself? No, no. I I was I, I was literally right by it. Um yeah. not on this past trip, but my first trip in 2017. Okay. Because I remember pointing it out. It was I mean it was, it was a very crowded day and we were walking by, but I pointed to it okay. because it just caught my eye. Oh, it's stunning. Yeah, it's just so beautiful. And they're actually really super friendly inside too. Really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to pay them a visit. So we're, we're we're moving at a decent clip over here. So we have uh I see the letter G is coming up. G, yes, G, the yeah. gallery or covered passage. Mm -hmm. So they they say a gallery is just a fancier covered passage. Um <laughs> and in the uh, mid-19th century, Paris was full of these covered passages. There was about 150 or so scattered across the city, and today there's only a handful left, less than a third, sadly. Uh, but my favorite covered passage is the Passage du Grand Cerf, mm -hmm. which is in the second arrondissement, not far from Rue Montorgueil. And for me, it's just, it just makes you stop right in your tracks, when you come across it, because it's so unassuming, you're just walking down the street and then all of a sudden it's there and it's so beautiful with the high glass ceilings. And for me, I could personally spend all day walking up and down the passage, looking in the little shops and boutiques. It's really quite, it's a really nice way to spend an afternoon. This is something that's way up my alley. <laughs> so. <laughs> I see that you have an option for happy hour here for the letter H. Oh, yeah. Happy hour. Definitely. I mean, you can find them all over the city, really. But there's one um, little bistro that I particularly love. It's in the 11th arrondissement. It's not super touristy. You know, it's a very mm -hmm. local place. And it's called uh, Shea Justin. And it is on Boulevard Voltaire. And the owners, they're super friendly. The happy hour prices are super cheap and they have really great planches um, or meat and cheese platters to go along with them at a great price and uh, what I really love about their little terrace is that each table they have hand-picked flowers I assume from their garden you know uh, and, and it's just really charming and you can grab a happy hour drink and just watch the world go by on their lo lovely little terrace well, there's something to be said about the attention to detail, you know, in, in oh, that kind of thing. Definitely. And, and there are a few places that, that still, you know, do that, the, that spend time on the flowers and yeah. fresh flowers, you know, for that matter. But the 11th, so that's going to be, you're just outside of the center of Paris. But would you recommend when when folks visit that they kind of venture away from the center and, and go into... Oh, you know, if you go to the 11th, um, you you get a really great glimpse into into local life, you mm -hmm. know, village life even. 
Uh, it's not too, I, I mean, it starts at the, the Bastille, the 11th arrondissement, uh, which can be kind of touristy because people want to go see the jail that's no longer there, you know, the prison. Mm -hmm. um, but many, many folks don't venture too deep into the 11th because there's not that many touristy things to see per se. Um, but I think it's a really great way to see how the, the locals uh, live and eat and shop and drink and happy hour. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, um, when we, we met last year, I mean, we were, my family and I were staying in the 17th uh -huh. um, house sitting, but the, the beauty of that was that it was not in the center and it was very much a locals yeah. predominantly neighborhood. That's right. Um, but staying there for two weeks within a matter of days, you know, you would have the shopkeepers waving to you as you walk down the street yeah. Um, the, the local boulangerie, you know, the folks behind the counter there would within, I would say three days, if they saw me walk in the door, they already knew what to hand me. So <laughs> it's, it felt unusual because, you know, uh, but it felt so comfortable, but I think it also kind of helps seal the deal that this is kind of the, the way everybody should live if they're lucky. So, oh, I'd say so. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So. We've done we've done happy hour at Chez Justine. So what's next for you? So let's have a look here. So I, Invader, as in the Space Invader. Do you know the Space Invader? The uh, the the street artist? Oh no! Well, <laughs> I'm a tad older than you. I remember the original game, um, and played it quite poorly. Um, <laughs> um, but the uh, but I am I am acquainted somewhat with the with the street artist. Oh. Now he is he is um, no one knows his true identity is as, as I recall. Hey, yeah, yes. So, um, but his work is phenomenal. Uh, he has little pixelated uh, characters. So they started out as the aliens, I believe, from from the video game. But now mm -hmm. uh, they there's all different types of space invaders they come in all sizes and shapes and forms and colors and um my favorite invader is actually out in versailles there, in versailles yeah in, in versailles yeah and there's a space invader of the king holding his head <laughs> presumably after he faced the guillotine <laughs> wow um okay what that... else do i will look for a photo of it and I will send it to you, Juan. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just trying to figure out how he managed to pull that off. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, from my understanding, what he does is he, you know, prepares them, creates them, mm -hmm. I don't know, in his own workshop or wherever it is. And, and then, so it's all intact and ready to just put it up on the building. Or the wall, yeah. Yeah, and, and he also has an app. I, so, I have the app. So yeah. do I. So actually, um, so all of my tours are custom tours, and mm. I have an upcoming custom tour, uh, a Space Invader <laughs> custom tour. So we're going to go around the city on bikes with the app and capture all the Space Invaders. Nice. So you get you 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 photograph the the Space Invader and it. It basically, yeah, the, it uses your GPS to confirm that you're actually physically in front of this, the invader. Yeah. 
yep. piece and you yep. get points for it. But it's amazing when you look at the leaderboard that people are all over the world. All over, at, yeah. At it's almost any given point in time. In Paris or Versailles, you can find him, you know, LA, New York, Melbourne, somebody. I, I met some Australians last week who told me Melbourne as well. So it's all over the place. He gets around that guy <laughs> or girl, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's next on the, my favorite letter of the alphabet, J. <laughs> J, yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> uh, so jazz club. Which I would have to say my favorite jazz club is the Caveau de la Huchette, which is en rue de la Huchette in the, in the heart of the Latin Quarter. Um, so it is one of the oldest and best jazz venues in town. I was there not uh, just a few weeks ago, and you go down this little winding staircase into a dungeon, and the dungeon is actually this little dance floor, and people were just bopping around, and some of the dancers are really talented down there, and it just right, makes for um, a really fun evening of, of jazz, really. Now, is there still a, a, a decent amount of live music being played in Paris? Seems like some cities have lost a lot of the classic venues for live oh. music. Oh, no, there's definitely a lot of um, live music. Paris is the city of the arts, the city of light, love, and arts. And so I think that's one thing that we're really lucky to have here in Paris is um, endless options for, for the live music. And you can find all types of music. I don't know. I've never seen any country Western, but I'm sure if I seeked it out, you know, we could find it. <laughs> no, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> So, um, so what do we have next after jazz clubs? All right. So, K, <laughs> let's see. Kids activity. There's endless options for activities to do with children. Um, but uh, I really like the Paleontology Museum, which mm -hmm. is located at the Jardin des Plantes in the Botanical Gardens. And it's amazing. I could spend all day, I could spend weeks in there looking at all the details of the fossils and the skeletons of the dinosaurs. I can really understand why Ross from Friends is a paleontologist. <laughs> 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 well, I have to say they have a decent, they have a very good Instagram feed because I, I follow them and they actually, it's not that dry academic <laughs> okay. kind of thing. They, they, they're really kind of um, tongue-in-cheek with, with some of their posts, which is a lot of fun. Oh, but that's... I didn't even yeah. realize they had a page. And I have to check that out yeah, uh, in person soon. <laughs> okay, so, ooh, uh, the letter L. This is going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah. The spot for lovers. So, of course, everybody... Uh, would think of the Eiffel Tower being the most romantic place in Paris, but for me it's not because, I, I mean, there's just so many people all the time, and if you really wanted to have a quiet, intimate moment, you might have um, a hard time finding that at the Eiffel Tower. So in my opinion, the most romantic spot for lovers is the Mur des Jeux the I Love You All, and it's uh, nestled just at the base of Montmartre behind the best metro stop yes i've had the pleasure of, of of being there um it's very popular it's gorgeous actually um and if i remember correctly there's a very famous actress whose silhouette is right above it i'm trying to remember who it, oh, i know exactly i know exactly what you mean but i didn't know it was a famous actress 
Okay. Yes, it's a famous actress from, I want to say, the 1950s, and the name escapes me. But okay. I'm sure someone will correct me online, because that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my folks, they came a few years ago to visit me, and it was their 20th wedding anniversary, and they renewed their wedding vows at the I Love You wall. So very oh, nice. special memory for myself and my family. And it was so romantic. There was only about a dozen people in the park and everyone was clapping and crying. And it was, yeah. Well, given, given that my wife is going to listen to this at some point, um, <laughs> I will have to qualify that next year will be my 20th as well. So yeah. letting her know officially that I still remember. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and we are planning to commemorate it in Paris. That is the Aww, objective. Lovely. So. Felicitations. Merci beaucoup. So, uh, so we found love in Paris. What's next? Um, market. Ah, yes. Going to the market is my favorite weekly activity, actually. There, there's even a law in Paris that says each arrondissement has to have at least one market twice a week. And so going to the market is a very big part of the Parisian culture. And mm. I would say my favorite market is the Marché d'Alique in the 12th arrondissement because uh, you have the outdoor farmer's market, mm -hmm. which isn't very expensive. Um, this one in the 12th, you can always go and find good bargains. And the market vendors are trying to lure you over to their stalls by crying out to you and trying to... Um, give you freebies one of my one of my hints is never have breakfast before you go to the market because you will fill up on all the fresh fruit that they're letting you taste that <laughs> <laughs> well having witnessed your negotiating skills at the market um i know that you're you're quite good at it you're, <laughs> yeah. you're practiced let's put it that way <laughs> yeah but but i will say this that one thing as an american that really struck me because here in dc i have in a once a week open air market maybe uh, a quarter mile away from me so we can uh, walk up there on Sunday mornings and um, but the quality of the the quality and diversity of the food that was available in the markets in, in Paris that I came across but also just the price um, I yeah. found it to be incredibly reasonable and the quality was was superb yeah. um, but that was a distinct uh, difference from from what I came across in the states oh. what I have access to here is very good but it it, it tends to be very very expensive expensive same thing when when i go back home to canada there's a few markets um in the niagara region where i'm from and and yeah very expensive they're all you know our artisanal cheeses and and charcuterie and just the fruits and vegetables every time i go home i'm i'm very surprised at how expensive everything continues to get even you yes. know so um but anyway, going back to the Marché d'Alique, they don't just have the outdoor market, but there's mm -hmm. also a covered market. Okay. A Volvo, and that opened up back in eight, the 1840s. Okay. Uh, and so inside you can find um, flowers and cheeses and homemade pastas. There's even one butcher that sells horse meat. So you find a little bit of everything. And then at the center of the whole marketplace, there is a brocante daily or a flea market. So you can okay. find some, some treasures. Yeah. So you can find pretty much everything you need under one roof. Yeah, exactly.
exactly, exactly. It's fabulous. And it's always full of hustle and bustle. And then it's surrounded, um, the marketplace is surrounded by some really great little shops and restaurants. And there's even a wine bar that I quite like. It's the Baron Rouge. You can um, you can go there and get wine on tap out of the barrels. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Phenomenal. So, um, so we've left the market. And where do we go next? Next, we're going to my favorite neighborhood. All right. So I would say my favorite neighborhood is Belleville. This was the first neighborhood that I lived in when I moved when I found my first Parisian apartment, which is, um, makes up the 19th and 20th arrondissements. Okay. And I, yeah, and it borders the, the, the 11th in, in the south. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just, you know, it used to be quite grungy. It wasn't somewhere you'd necessarily want to go if you came to Paris. But over the past years, it's really transformed into a bustling, hip cultural hub uh, there's some really great restaurants and coffee shops that have opened up mm-hmm. and uh, some cocktail bars. And there's a really awesome art scene that's flourishing in Belleville at the moment, too. So I definitely think that if you come to Paris, it's definitely a neighbor to neighborhood, excuse me, to to check out. Great. Yeah, definitely. I I didn't, uh, I haven't gotten that far out yet, unfortunately, but that's certainly some place that I have to check out. Well, Um, I have an evening food tour in Belleville. Hey, hey, Juan. So next time. (laughs) (laughs) That may have to happen. That may have to happen. Um, So we've left Belleville and where are we going to go? My two out of town. Oh, Oh, My favorite out-of-town trip is to Versailles. I love Versailles. It is one of my favorite places in the whole entire world. Uh, you know, the, the the chateau itself is over-the-top, extravagant, and, <clears throat> excuse me, and very exquisite. And But, you know, what I really like the most about Versailles is just spending the, the day out in the gardens. You jump on a train, you the RER, you're out there in no time, and it's so peaceful and so green and so lush, and there's ducks, and there's ponds, and there's the canal, and you can row boats, and it's just, you know, in a, in a matter of moments, really, you, you're um, brought into a, a completely new space without the horns and the and the sirens, and it's just a, a really nice way to spend a day not far from the city. Now, um, that's a very, it's a sprawling property, as I recall. Uh, yeah, I think now, that's an understatement. <laughs> now, now, I can imagine you've been there several times. Yes. Is there anything over there that you haven't seen yet, do you think? In, uh, in, in Versailles? Versailles? Well, I have not been into the orangerie part of Versailles, but I am going in June to the uh, Versailles Ball. So every June, the third weekend of June, it's held mm-hmm. in the orangerie section. And you have to go in um, in period wear. So I will be dressed like Marie Antoinette this June in the orangerie, and I will let you know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Phenomenal. I can't wait to see that. That oh, sounds great. I will be documenting every step of the way. Yeah, just keep, just keep your head. 
please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's my main objective for the night. Yeah. <laughs> please. <laughs> uh, so, um, so oh, we're almost toward the uh, back end of the list here. So we've returned from Versailles. We're back in Paris. And I see that you have a park here, not just I, any park. No, it was Bouchemont Park, which is in the 19th arrondissement. It's one of the biggest parks in Paris. And it's just beautiful. You know, it's an English style park. So all the greenery and the trees, they, they grow naturally. There's a big pond in the center. And uh, it's just, it's just very astounding just to see when you when you come across it it's a good place to run it's a great place to picnic and i would recommend going for a stroll um at bouchemont if you have an opportunity now you said english style so the french style parks tend to be a lot more organized and i guess geometric yeah, yeah. Okay. it's all about order and perspective the trees are square you know everything's very beautifully manicured. So it's very, very different than what we are used to in uh, in North America. Great. And how, uh, is it easy to get to, to Bouchemont? Actually, I was just going to, you took the words right out of my mouth one, is, uh, yeah, it's easy. You know, Paris isn't very big. This is like a village. And so you can just jump on the metro um, in central Paris at Châtelet. And you can be there in no time. Just take line 11 in, in really, it's just a, a, a stone's throw from, from the city center. You know, that's something that surprised me. Um, as someone um, born and raised in New York City, I'm used to traveling on subways. Um, the system here in DC isn't nearly as large, um, but the Paris Metro I found to be pretty efficient um and honestly there were stops you know it was very well set up in terms of um i had the ability to jump on and get almost anywhere fairly quickly so yeah it's true very true it's, so it's very efficient uh -huh. when they're striking yeah yeah <laughs> um I haven't, I haven't experienced a metro strike in a while so we're lucky about that. Good for you. As an American, yeah. I haven't I haven't experienced that too much. Although there was one several years ago. This is going on maybe um, <laughs> thirteen or fourteen years ago in New York City, oh. where the entire subway system shut down in New oh York my City. Gosh. Wow. That was that was interesting, and oh, I, can't I even pray never again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that went on for several days. That was brutal. Um, so now we're leaving the park and we're going to the key key the key yes so uh, my favorite key or k would be k um <clears throat> in the 10th arrondissement and that borders uh canal saint martin and so in the summertime if you are a local parisian this is where you come to picnic with some rosé with your buddies with your friends sometimes you'll bring a guitar sometimes you'll bring some cheese and wine and that's where you spend a nice sunny afternoon often into the evening you know that's something that really struck me that the access to the water is so open you know it seems like here in the states you know in order to protect people and to protect 
themselves legally. They put barriers up everywhere. So somebody. Oh, I've seen people jump into the canal. They're crazy. I wouldn't dare do that. No. (laughs) Well, especially if, if, you know, when the French win uh, (laughs) a soccer match, (laughs) uh, that that definitely will cause a few folks to jump in the water. Oh, I Uh, So, and you live not too far from there, correct? My new uh, my new studio is it's just uh, a few minutes walk, so I I'm in um, pretty good location. I can hopefully get there before the big crowds and uh, secure a spot with my rosé this summer. What do we have here? Our uh, restaurant. I mean, I have quite a few restaurants that I really really like, but uh, Café des Anges. This is in the uh, 11th arrondissement as well. It's in the heart of Bastille. I just love it there. It's full of hustle and bustle all the time. Um, the food is awesome. It's not very expensive, and uh, they're pretty they're pretty friendly in there as well. Good. Yes, big American portions. That's what people say. <laughs> well. Let's see. I may have to go there and verify, but I, I'll be honest, that's something that I really enjoyed being in Paris were that the portions weren't American size. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I, ha- I had enough room for, for all my courses and yeah. I left, I didn't leave full, but I left satisfied, which, um, and I had a lot of variety to, to eat, which I yeah. think um, you missed, I missed that. Honestly, yeah. being here in the states, it seems like everything is just large portions and very heavy. And uh-huh. well, here the, the, it's a it is a kind of classic French brasserie. Mm-hmm. Um, because I lived in the eleventh for 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 a year and a half. You know, it's kind of like Friends, where everyone knows your name and you, you go there. Um, you know, on a weekly basis as well. But no, the the food. You have your staples, you know, your steak frites and your duck and uh, salad with camembert cheese. And all the desserts are made in-house, like the chocolate mousse. Make me hungry. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're making me hungry. <laughs> and unfortunately, you're closer to the to the cafe than I am. <laughs> um, so, so we've left the cafe satisfied. Yes. <laughs> um, so where are we going to go next? So we're going to go shopping, even mm-hmm. though if we're full, might not be the best time to try in pants. But um, <laughs> if you want to shop, you, I would say go to the Marais. Um, the Marais is full of wonderful boutiques. Uh, you have uh, boutiques that everyone can afford. You have some very high-end boutiques. You can find clothes and shoes and accessories. But what I really like about the Marais in particular is that many of the shops that you find there um, the the clothing and the accessories are made here in Paris. Even so much to say that they're made in the Marais. Some of the shops even have the the workshops at the 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 back end of the boutique, so you can actually see um, these artists creating their masterpieces. You know, and and so it's not like you're going to find these pieces anywhere else in the whole world. So that's what I really like about the Marais. Yeah, I was able to come across several places where uh, they were selling items that were unique to the area. And I yeah. honestly, I missed that because that w- it was a lot more prevalent years ago here in the States. And it just doesn't seem 
to be that way anymore, but it's nice that it's being preserved mm-hmm. for sure. For sure. Um, so we're leaving the Marais, the marsh, uh, in the third and fourth arrondissement, and we're going to the letter T. What do we have here? Tour. So what, what my favorite tour is, people ask me all the time. So I would say um, the Off the Beaten Path tour. It's um, it's great for the Paris veteran, but it's mm-hmm. also great for a first time visitor to Paris because, you know, it's a, a, you're curious, you want to see what's around that next little cobblestone corner. Uh, you know, it's, it's, you'll see a lot of hidden gems. And so for me, it's, um, it's a great way to, to see just not your Parisian staples like Notre Dame and, and the Eiffel Tower, for example, you know, and, and we can stop along the way and um, taste some lovely pastries. And the tour also has an option to end with a wine tasting on Ile Saint-Louis. So lots of fun. I don't know why that would be an option. That should be standard, but uh, not everybody thinks how I do. Um, but, you know, it, it's interesting because something that really caught my eye was just the fact that, well, I made it a point when we when we visited Paris last year to not overschedule. Yeah, I think that's ourselves. super important. You have to take time yeah. to stop and smell the roses, I say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I, I really enjoyed just walking out and picking a direction and just exploring yeah. or going down to a particular part of town and just, you know, walking with no particular motive in mind. You would you would flané. Correct. Do you know word? Yes, I'm familiar with yes. it. I'm it's, familiar it's, with a, it. it's one of my favorite words in the French language. I love it, that word. It's <laughs> one of those. It, it, it's so it's so apropos because. What really struck me is sometimes you would just turn a corner and just be struck by the visual. Oh, I know. The physical beauty of a particular street. Uh-huh. You know? I, uh, this morning I had that. I was um, out for a walk in the ninth arrondissement, and there were these uh, beautiful balconies, these, like, enclosed balconies on the side of one of the the buildings, the apartment complexes, wow, they were just beautiful. If you look at my Instagram story, you can see them. <laughs> well, we'll definitely post links to that. Um, but I, I caught that this morning. And okay. I was struck because that's not something that uh, you see very often. No, exactly. And I'd never noticed that before. And my, my friend who I was with, she said that she had seen it on one other building, but it's so not typically Parisian to see those enclosed terraces. It would be interesting to see the, find out the history behind that, because I'm sure there's a story there. <laughs> I'm on it. I'll let you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we're off the beaten path. We're off, off the beaten path now. So uh, he, here we have the letter U. So what did you come up for the letter U? Underwater. Okay. Uh, the aquarium. The Aquarium de Paris. It's located at Trocadero, and it's amazing. There's so many, like dozens of displays of different fish and underwater creatures. And the jellyfish, for me, was the most fascinating um, 
the exhibition within in the aquarium. I could have sat there for days on end just watching them, um, you know, move through their tanks. They're so delicate and so beautiful and so colorful. But the shark tank is really uh, interesting as well. And you can and, and if you go at certain times of the day, you can help feed the sharks. And then there's also oh, wow. a, a koi pond where you can go pet the fish. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> now, is it a is it a particularly large aquarium? Um, well, after living in Australia, it's not large in the sense that the like the Australian aquariums. So, uh, but I, for me, it, I I thought it was a great size. I was there for a few hours. I went in the evening and. I had a voucher for a glass of champagne, so it was really neat to uh, watch all these fish while sipping on a glass of bubbly. And then at the end, when you walked out at the base of the Eiffel Tower, when it was twinkling, it was a night to remember. Well, you know, honestly, that's that's a great a great recommendation because I never knew there was an aquarium in Paris. Oh yeah, it's it's uh, it's great fun for kids of all ages, including us big kids. Hey, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Um, so we've left the aquarium and we've gone from you to the letter V. What's, uh, what do you have for the letter V? So view of Paris, mm. I, I'm going to say Belleville Park, Parc de Belleville is in my opinion, the best view in town. I know a lot of people, most people clamber up to Montmartre to see the city from, um, above, but you can't actually see the Eiffel Tower if you're looking right out directly from Sacré-Cœur. And when you're up in Belleville, you can look out over the whole city and see the Eiffel Tower. So for me, it's just spectacular. No, I, I agree with you there. Because having having been to Montmartre, the, it is rather far. The Eiffel Tower is rather far. Um, mm -hmm. And you really have to, have to uh, make an effort to pick it out. Uh huh. Particularly yeah. on a on a on a sunny, very bright sunny day. Um, yeah. <laughs> I will have to I will have to uh, go and and go to park to the to Belleville and and uh, see the view for myself. Yeah, I I highly recommend it. <laughs> okay, so we're we're down to our last few letters of the alphabet. Okay. Uh, hitting so, the home stretch over here. Wine calf. Ah. Wine cave, wine cave. Um, <laughs> I really like L'Antiquette wine cave on Ile Saint Louis. This is the wine cave where we finished the off the beaten path tour. Um, the host, the owner, Hervé, he is mm -hmm. just so passionate about his wines, and he specializes in organic, biodynamic, mm -hmm. sulfite-free wines. And so it's um, makes for a very fun and interesting you know, kind of educational course on these specific types of wines. I always leave with a bottle or two. You've left the wine cave. What's next? X. Uh-oh. So, the, my favorite place in the 15th arrondissement, the XV arrondissement. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we had to be creative <laughs> with that, didn't we? <laughs> yes, yes, we were. <laughs> Um, I really love Parc Georges Brassum in the 15th arrondissement. It's a beautiful, sprawling park. Uh, there's something for everyone in the center of it. There is a pond. There's a little river that runs through the center of the park. There's a theater. There's a carousel. There's a vineyard. 
beehives. There's, they've even created there a scented garden. Uh, uh, it was created especially for the blind. And so there's um, dozens of different uh, herbs and flowers and plants and you kind of follow your nose. It's really beautiful. Um, and then on weekends, there is an antique book market as well. And it's not like the Bukinist along the river that kind of mm -hmm. open whenever they want to. They yeah. market, these book market vendors are there religiously every weekend. That sounds great. I Honestly, the, the idea of the scented garden is really intriguing to me. Uh -huh. But I mean, but it, it, it's natural because again, Braille yeah. was was invented by a, a Frenchman. Yes. So um, he's actually laid to rest in the Pantheon. And when you see his tomb, it's all it's in Braille. It's, it's amazing. Oh, I'm going to have to go visit that. I think that that's that's great. But I the idea of creating a garden for the blind, I think that's that speaks to the the, the French way of thinking. It's, uh -huh. it's, that's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Um, now, so we're <laughs> so now if X was a challenge, let's see, what did we come up for a Y? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite yard in Paris. <laughs> it's something that you don't come across very often, right? Okay. Um, sure. And so up in the 19th arrondissement, there is a little cobbled passage called the Villa de l'Ardour. And there's actually townhouses located on this little street and one of the townhouses has a green grass front yard and it's just something you don't find very often in paris and for me it's it's wonderful <laughs> now was this was this something that was you think was added on later or was this something that was purposely built when the structure was built? i think it was purposely built because Belleville used to be a rural community that fell outside of the uh, city limits. And so I, my, in my opinion, it was made like that. Yeah. You just have to see the street itself. If you do my evening food tour, I might bring you. <laughs> <laughs> you twisted my arm. Yeah. <laughs> You're twisting my arm. So we've come to the end of the list. So it seems like these these last three letters become more and more challenging for you. So what's the uh, what did you pick for letter Z or Z? Z, yes, Generation Z, Generation Z, um, and so I am going to say Station F, which is the world's largest startup incubator. It's mm -hmm. located in the 13th arrondissement, and so for me, it's a great place to organize meetings. Um, you know, and and then there's a really great Italian Italian restaurant over there called La Felicita. It's enormous, so it's a good place to have a meeting and then go uh, grab a slice of pizza. That that's a very interesting uh, station F is actually a very interesting concept because I, I've even read about it here. Um, as I recall, it's it's headed up the the head of that is a, is a young woman. Uh, of Iranian descent. She just became a French citizen, but she's a 20-something, but I, if I remember correctly, she studied uh, here in the States. Okay. But, um, they have something in the neighborhood of, they have startups being led by teenagers all the way up to folks in their 70s. So it's a very interesting concept, but uh, 
it's nice that they put it in the in the 13th um that that was an old rail station if i remember correctly yeah yeah um i don't know too much about the history about it to be honest but i think it, no anyway just come to paris everyone <laughs> <laughs> just come to paris listen to yes. the woman <laughs> so um thanks a lot for pulling together this list um there's a lot to there's a lot to call through here um but that's great now let me ask you a question and i'm sure i know the answer to this do you ever think you're going to stop finding things to to learn about the city it Never. seems like there's always something new well the uh, next thing i'm going to learn is about those balconies on that building i saw this morning <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> phenomenal um well april uh, thank you so much for for taking time out of your busy schedule to to be on the show again and to offer us all these tips and suggestions. I know I'm certainly going to be uh, taking a look at that the next time uh, I'm in Paris. My pleasure. It's been a really great pleasure. Juan, thank you so much for having me. The pleasure is all mine. And um, as always, visit April's website, April in Paris Tours. Com. That's exactly. right. Exactly. And Thank follow you. her on Facebook, follow her on Instagram. Um, like I said, my family's taking the tour tours with her. We will undoubtedly do so again. I cannot Thank recommend you. her enough. Uh, you won't be sorry. <laughs> That's, so cool. That's so kind. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks again. Merci. I'll see you soon yeah. in Paris. Thank you for listening to another episode of the I Rather Be in Paris podcast. Before I go, don't forget to join us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to keep up the conversation in between podcast episodes. And while I'm at it, please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. And if you're so inclined, share it with your friends. Thanks much. Talk to you soon.